Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for October 16th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and I'm here today to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 25 live feeds. It was day 75 in the house, officially three-fourths of the way done. Uh, and it was it was the holding pattern that uh, that we predicted yesterday as uh, we are just waiting for the blind side to happen, uh, waiting to see if uh, Corey in America will figure it out. Um, and uh, and that's pretty much most of the day. And with me to talk through the day is Matt. How you doing, Matt? I am doing very well. I uh, guess yeah, so a bit of a slower day, a little, you know, a little bit of movement. Uh, today could be the bigger day. So I'm excited to uh, eventually, once we get off of here, keep an eye on uh, how things are going, the veto ceremony today, and uh, and see how things shake up and potentially maybe blow up uh, after uh, the events that are to take place in a mere couple of hours. Yes, of course. Jag is the invisible HOH. It's not very invisible because... Every single person in the house uh, now knows about it by the end of the day. Um, he has nominated Blue and Felicia with the intent to target Blue, but there were two veto competitions and two veto winners. And while Jag won the first veto, Blue then won the second, which forced Jag to pivot and instead decide he wants to target Ori. Uh, and he plans to do so by uh, using both vetoes to take both Blue and Felicia off the block and just do a complete do-over for his HOH and nominate both Corey and America. That is the plan. Um, and uh, that's the plan coming into the day. So he has to go through a whole day not giving away the fact that he plans to, to turn against Corey and America. Jag, not the best secret keeper, um, but Corey, not the best uh, observer. So it was a battle <laughs> of who's worse. 
Yeah. Um, the, the this whole plan, uh, just you know, going along with uh, with kind of the theme of Jag's game so far. You know, getting evicted 10-0, and then uh, oh look, the game handed him a gift. So uh, here we go. The game handed him a gift that he probably never expected or would have hoped for. Uh, two vetoes. Uh, uh, you know, essentially forcing his hand to do what move probably could have made uh, made sense for him in the first place. Um, so the fact that he came around on it, the the quiet scheming and plotting with Matt and with Bowie and and what he's been working himself up to, uh, up to the courage to make this plan. Um, you know, he's not even going to be able to run it by one of the nominees because she's locked away. So that'll come later in the day. Uh, so he had a lot of time to sit with it and think it out. So luckily, you know, only 24 hours, uh, nothing went wrong. Uh, it could have gone wrong because it's Shag, but uh, everything's OK so far. Yeah, you know, I made the Big Brother Canada 6 comparison the other day, and, and this is really like uh, Kayla's hand being forced to make the correct move to take out Erica, like, um, you know, with the, with the twist. It's that like, wild. <laughs> you know, because uh, I, I really do. I, I see them as the, the Kayla and Derek. Um, but, um, I mean, better them than uh, Jackson and Holly, right? Because that's the other comparison. Um, so uh, so that's that's where we start, of course. Uh, Sari knows now she was talked to by Jag the night before she cried to him, said she was so proud uh, and that his mom must be so proud of what he's how he's doing in the game. Um, he also told uh, told Blue um, and he told both of them not to tell anyone. But of course, in the morning here, Blue is going to go and tell Sari that Jag is the invisible HOH and what the plan is. Sari pretends that this is the first time she's hearing about it. Um, and Blue's like, don't tell them that I told you. Sari says, of course I won't. Um, and uh, she talks about how she's changed Jag's mind uh, because Jag told her that it was the pivotal, pivotal conversation between the two of them where she exposed all of the things that America had been saying to her about Jag and, and, and Matt that changed his mind. Uh, so she's she did this and now they're targeting Corey in America because of her. Um, and Sari's like, I'm so proud of you, Blue. Oh, just looking at you. I want to cry. But man, I already did that with Jack and I'm so sick of it. He's uh, like, look at you, Blue. Jared's going to be like, look at Blue. Um, just keep it up and make sure they feel a thousand percent comfortable with you. Yeah, I, I've definitely uh, been amongst a lot of people out there who I, I feel like I've seen just getting nervous uh, at different ways that Blue navigates the house. Uh, but anytime she check in, checks in with Suri, I get uh, comfortable again because I know that this is kind of the dynamic they have going on. A lot of the advice that Suri's been giving Blue is the way that Blue has been then going back into the house and playing. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, as I'm watching, very biased, very uh, much hoping for a Suri uh, good outcome uh, for her, uh, seeing Blue run back to her with all the information and Suri doing what Suri does with uh, a, a player like blue um, to just, you know, keep encouraging her. You're doing great. You're doing great. Jack too. You know, you're doing great. Keep it up um, and, and, you know, just keep her on the right path. Keep this confidence up as, uh, you know, as, as much as it can be so that blue feels like she is making pow uh, power moves or she's making some kind of uh, headway with other people in the house and then getting that reassurance from Sari. It's, it's exactly how Sari plays the game. Yes. And so, you know, the, the big question I think of the week is, um, obviously if Suri or Felicia or probably America at this point win the next HOH, they would be targeting Jag and Matt. Um, but would Blue, would Blue do it because she's, despite the fact that she was targeted by them this week and they will target <laughs> her next week if they can, um, will Blue do it? Uh, can Suri get into her head? Well, 
my thought process has been like, well, they need to put both of them up on the block immediately, which is the tough thing because that's a big, bold move to make um, because you don't want them to like be able to win the veto and, and, you know, not use it or like force their hand. But I do think I'm starting to think that like, okay, blue wins the veto or blue wins the HOH next week. Assuming things haven't changed prior to then, I could still see a scenario where she puts up like uh, Bowie and America. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, but then there's time. And if Jag or Matt don't win the veto, I think anybody else would use it in the hopes of getting Matt or Jag, probably Jag, on the block. Mm -hmm. And then they would have the votes to send Jag out. They only need two votes plus the tiebreaker. So Suri and Felicia or like really like a, a whole host of uh, people um, would be the second vote with Suri to potentially make that uh, make that vote happen. So um, so I think even if she hasn't gotten blue to be willing to take the shot immediately, there is still the possibility. Now, of course, the problem still remains. Uh, Matt and Jag have to both lose the HOH, Matt, Jag, and Bowie. And they also have to lose the veto competition, which is just the straight up problem in the first place. But, um, but it does seem like there's, there's plenty of uh, room for this to happen, despite what Blue will be saying later in the day. Yeah, I'm I'm putting a lot of hope on Felicia to help get this done. Um, you know, her and uh, Blue were, were talking yesterday. We'll get to that later. But um, just I, I I feel like if anybody can do like the forceful push that Blue would need to make those nominations, it's Felicia. She's talking about you know the invisible HOH this week, not making a move at all. Um, so next week if Blue comes into power, uh, Felicia's going to know the nominees that need to go up, even though Jack's saving her this week. You know, er, you know, in quotes. Uh, but uh, so that's what I'm hoping for because I don't know how. Like I, I know Sarah will know that that's the right move um, but pushing it could certainly get her into some trouble uh, unless she's able to do it as subtly as we know she can but it's still risky it's it's a very different game than what she's used to yeah it, it obviously benefits Suri a lot if Matt and Jag uh, go up on the block but like she does need to make sure that she maintains she again she's playing the game on ultra hard mode right now she can't win competitions she's yeah. relying on other people which means she's relying heavily on these relationships she doesn't have the space to like straight up target someone, put them on the block and then win another comp and change their mind and then save them and be like, ah, see, uh, like if she screws up, she's done. She can't yeah. get to the end. So she has to tread very carefully about how she makes these moves um, and, and, and how and when she pushes. So uh, mm -hmm. watching that and seeing how that, uh, how that, how she will navigate it, it will be, I think, the interesting part of future weeks, assuming that there's even game to navigate because. Uh, you know, Matt Jagger, but we'll, we'll probably win. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to think about other worlds though. It's nice to think about other possibilities and uh, you know, what could happen even if it probably won't. Yeah. Uh, Corey throughout the day is like talking to Suri, promising her his vote. Suri is pretending like she thinks she's going on the block. Um, and, uh, and he's talking to Jag about the veto ceremony and what's going to happen. And he is completely oblivious it all throughout most of the day here as uh we just keep moving forward yeah it's unfortunate um it, it's uh, 
really fitting to me that Corey potentially would go out in a spot like this. It just it feels correct for uh, for what we've seen from him so far. Um, I'm not saying like, oh, he deserves to go eighth place. Like, it's just like it just feels like it makes sense. Um, I haven't seen enough of a push or enough. I mean, in a week like this, like his butt is about to be on that block next to his showman's next to his number one ally in the house. Um, America is the one that's kind of picking up on mm, people are acting a little bit funny today, but I have certainly not seen enough from Corey to say, Oh yeah, let me see if I can go do something about it or reassure for a thousand million, a hundred percent that it's not going to be us going up because right now it is. And he's just kind of chilling. Yeah. Um, Jag talks to Sari. He lets her know that he told blue and she's like, Oh, did you? <laughs> um, Suri says she's so she's so and I'm and I'm trying to fit these conversations in because it's again, it's like uh, it's important to try and track the social work that Suri is doing, even though not like changing anything in this moment. But like Suri has this conversation with Jack. She says, I feel so connected with you. Uh, I'm so happy that I found my team now. Um, you know, as close as I am to having a son in here is how I got so emotional with you. Uh, I felt like I was seeing you through your mother's eyes last night. Um, and she's just like having these conversations, uh, very, you know, <laughs> she, listen, she doesn't have a son in there anymore. She doesn't, she, she may have, but she doesn't now. So and that's the closest she has now. Great. Uh, well, Matt doesn't. Don't tell Matt <laughs> because uh, his last name has already changed. Um, Maybe do Jack, tell Matt. The sibling rivalry might kick in. Okay. Uh, there's an idea. But yeah, uh, the the work she does with Jack here absolutely is worth noting. Uh, you know, just watching, you know, he's he's the one in power right now. And he's looking for anybody to validate, you know, what moves he's making and the alliance that they're forming and how they're going to get down to the end game. There's only eight, uh, eight of them left. Uh, so, you know, Jack's heavy on this idea of the final five that he has in mind with um Suri, Felicia, Bowie, and Matt, and, and wanting to get down there and just having, you know, this affirmation from uh, somebody who's not even in his core three necessarily, if, if you're considering, you know, Matt and Bowie as core three, and then Suri on the outside still saying, no, this is a good plan. I feel so comfortable with you. I appreciate you guys letting me in. I appreciate there being a world where we can even talk about all this together because we're such a good team. Uh, and Jack just, you know, completely eats it up and is like, yes, sounds, uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you you agree and we all agree and we're all happy. Yeah. And, and also like it's it's again, it's subtle things. But like when she talks to Blue, she's saying she's saying I'm proud of you. She's also bringing up Jared and how Jared would be so happy, reminding her of the connection they share through Jared. Um, when she talks to Jag, she's complimenting him on his competition ability, uh, on his gameplay. You're so good at this. I'm so proud of you. Uh, like like a mother. When she talks to uh, Matt, we'll we'll get to that soon. Um, you know, uh, she has specific things to Matt. We'll talk about that when we get there, but like, um, she has, she knows what makes these people tick and she plays into those things on an emotional level to get in with them. Um, and, and it's working extremely well. Uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's, this is, this is what I always wanted to see uh on on the feeds when watching Suri play Big Brother. Uh she was playing a very different, you know, still very social game, but very different game earlier in the season. And now she's really been forced to uh to go deep into like these uh these 
her strengths, these tactics. And uh, it's really fun to to watch her uh, operate here. She's the goat for a reason. If we had traders live feeds, can you imagine watching some of those conversations go down with the people that she played with and just watching her have them melt into the palm of her hand? Like this is, this seems like a lesser extent than maybe some of the people she had in her pocket on that game uh, were, but like, because uh, again, because different game mechanics, the fact that some of these people have bonded together because Jag and Matt, you know, they're winning all the comps and of course they're going to stick together. They trust each other. Um, so she's working with a different, you know, uh, set of game mechanics here, um, which are forcing the players to think differently. But again, as you said, uh, now that Jared's gone, now that we're in a different part of the game and she's able to just focus on doing things that make her the goat, which she is and she always will be. Uh, it's just incredible to just watch the subtleties of how she's continuing to navigate a game where she is just going. It's just it feels otherwise impossible for her to make it far because of the competition. She's never going to be able to bring herself there, but she's doing everything she can in her serene abilities to get herself farther. And she's doing great. Yeah. And, and not only that, but like, I, I want people to remember that there was a period of like three weeks where she was just constantly being exposed. Mm -hmm. uh, every single little lie she told was exposed through Jared to blue to the rest of the house. And everyone was over and over being reminded that she's a liar manipulator, that she had been running the game for 44 days that yeah. she had been playing all of them. It was a constant reminder and a constant just tanking of her social capital. Uh, nobody comes back from that. Like that just doesn't happen. Um, and yet she is now the person with the most social capital in the house. After just a few weeks of Jared being gone. <laughs> um, and that's wild. And, and Jag has a conversation with Bowie where he's like, where they talk about Sari. And they both agree, like, all that stuff was Izzy. That's the Ceri's, thing. Ceri's fine. That's, like that's my most impressive thing with Suri, uh, the turnaround that Bowie Jane has had on her because mm -hmm. for weeks and Felicia too, Felicia, who for, for weeks was just like, um, I'm, I'm keeping my out on Suri. Uh, you know, there was the whole week with uh, Felicia and Izzy where uh, she Felicia felt deep down that Suri was not pushing hard enough to keep her in the game. And she felt that hard for weeks. And she was still for weeks saying, you know, I'll keep Suri close enough or whatever. But like she's got to, you know, she doesn't have my back, so I'm not going to have hers 100 percent. She would put her name out there. That hasn't happened in a while. But we Jane for one HOH and was going to target Suri before Cameron, before anybody else in the house, because Bowie saw that Suri is a powerful player. And it's it, it, it like you said, it had been out there that she was so powerful. And Bowie was ready to say, I'll be the one to take the shot. And then here we are a week later, Bowie wants Suri in the alliance because Suri finally feels like she has a home with us. Uh, and this is so wonderful and we can work with her. I'm like, how did this happen? But thank God it did. And made all the more impressive by the fact that she hasn't even come close to winning a single competition. Uh, there's no reason to have this relationship with Suri because she has no power and nobody expects that she ever will have any power. Yeah. And yet uh, she uh, she has these kinds of relationships. Um, so Jag uh, officially tells Bowie, he's officially told Suri. So now, uh, you know, everyone knows that everyone knows except for Felicia, who's still in solitary confinement. Um, and, uh, you know, that's like, it's all, it's all playing out the way that it's uh, supposed to here for Jag. Corey and America uh, are going to talk uh, some more as you said, Matt, America is starting to feel a little weird. 
Um, she's noticing that like conversations are being had. There's been some whispers here and there. Um, and she's mostly she's just paranoid because she has told Blue a lot of things. And like, why hasn't Blue said anything? Surely she said something. But if she has, they haven't talked to her about like they haven't told them that Blue has said anything. Um, it's it's almost like. Like she like and this is the week because she knows she knows that she did something bad. And she knew how the screw up could then impact like she she's like normally my <laughs> screw up would come back to bite me by now. And for some reason it hasn't. What's going on? Yes, uh, this is just the theme of America's game. It, it uh, gives out too much information. It comes back to bite her. And so far, like you said, it hasn't. Uh, so she's like, it has to, though. Right. But. I don't think it's going to, but, but it, but it really shouldn't. And it, it, and it might Jag. <laughs> yeah. Um, she does talk to Corey. Corey's finally starting to get on board with like, I think, I think we do have to take the shot at Matt and Jag next week. I really don't want to. I would feel so awful. I would be devastated to have to make that move, but I think we might have to make it. Um, Cause he just likes them so much, Matt and Jag. Uh, their actions have shown that they do really trust them. Uh, even though the vibes are way off, the actions show. And it's like, this is why, or this is why, this is why the actions show that they trust you, but the vibes show that they don't trust you because they don't trust you. They're just keeping you around as a shield. That's how the game works. You should know this. Um, but uh, he has come around, uh, not, I think, by coincidence, the day that Matt and Jag have stopped working on Corey, they've stopped hanging out with him as much, they've stopped giving him as much, is the day that Corey's like, okay, maybe I'll take that shot. Um, and so, uh, so they, they, you know, it, it, they have come around to this idea, not that it particularly matters at this point. Yeah, like the vibes are there. Of, of him realizing, you know, I may have to put them up next week. I may have to take that shot ne next week, but he's not really able to, you know, work around in his brain to figure out that like, okay, well, the reason that I'm feeling that way is because they're already doing it to me. It's like, if, you know, the, I guess the next level of a player um, that has, you know, kind of Corey's capabilities, but to, again, to that next level would think, okay, the reason that I'm feeling like this is because they're already turning against me. It makes all the sense in the world, you know, and just thinking about the, the logic of the, the move and the play here. I mean, it's invisible HOH. Uh, we really think it's going to be Sari and Felicia as the final noms on the block. We know how that went last week where it was, uh, they were the pawns and there was obviously Cameron was going to be the one that we were trying to get out. But we're really thinking that's the world where Sari and Felicia are the two biggest threats from this invisible HOH. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. Okay. Um, Felicia finally comes out of solitary confinement. Uh, and Jag pretty quickly grabs her and says, I'm the invisible HOH and I'm going to use the veto on you and put up Corey in America. And she's like, ah! <laughs> okay, very happy. Like that's uh, you're finally playing the game, Jag. Uh, just, I, I, that's, what a great, what a great thing you're doing. My question before we get into that is like, why did we not see two seconds of Felicia in solitary confinement? What what was the why are we hiding that? I mean, 
Maybe it was just like, she was yeah. uh, Felicia, like, like in a room by herself for 24 hours, probably like going off about everybody in the house. Uh, I mean, I, I think she did say later she was doing a lot of studying in that time. So like, I don't know, I guess that's a little boring to, to show, but just like a glimpse. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Felicia now knows she's happy. He says blue nose. Everyone, everyone knows except for Corey in America now. Um, and uh, and so celebration uh, is is to have. They're going to get some alcohol. Uh, Sari talks to Matt, um, and this is the conversation with Matt. And this is what I'm talking about with Matt. Uh, first, she talks to him about like, "Hey, you've taught me so much about the the deaf community. I'm so grateful to you." Um, and they talk about like various situations at the start of the game where people had got like a bad first impression of Matt because he wasn't hearing them talk to him, and they were like, "Oh, okay, I guess you don't like." Me. Um, and she says like, it takes a lot for somebody to come on here, uh, while, you know, being deaf, uh, like you leaped into the hardest show first, like this is the hardest one. There's so much whispering all the time. Um, and, uh, she said the courage that takes, like, give me some of that courage, man. Like that's, you're so good. Yeah, that's the best. Um, seeing that segment on the show was really a, a nice reminder to the audience and to all of us watching just how hard this is for him. Um, and the fact that he's still the runaway favorite to to win the game. Um, you know, the fact that he came here, like Sari saying in the first place, to to put himself out there and do this very challenging uh, show. Uh, and the fact that we are in a spot at final eight where uh, I would say most people watching at the moment uh, are saying this guy is the you know, heavy favorite to win. So, you know, it's good on him. And even if this is just, you know, more, I, I mean, it, it's certainly real, uh, you know, a real conversation from Sari, but you know, even if it is a little bit of just continuing their game together, continuing the social game together, it's so it's definitely, you know, valid points all around of um, just giving Matt his props along the way for what he's been able to accomplish while he's here. Yeah. And then she, she, she gives Matt the thing that Matt loves, which is that she says, doesn't help. It doesn't hurt either that you're uh, you're easy on the eyes there, uh, Matt. And he's like, oh, thank you. Oh, sorry. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's that's my favorite thing is that, like, people always think I'm going to be like a douche because of how I look. But then I'm like really nice. Yeah. Um, it's all I almost like the stereotype because I love surprising people. And Siri's like, yes, exactly. Was it yesterday or the day before that uh, Suri was asking him about one night stands <laughs> and he was like, nope, don't do that. It's not for me. It's uh, it's just that's just not the right thing to do, because then I don't know if I cook breakfast or not. Or And Suri's <laughs> like, mad. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Matt, yeah, Matt loves the like. I look like a douche, but I'm actually a nice guy. Like he loves that as much as like uh, the classic like um, uh, like woman on the show. That's like I look like I'm dumb, but I'm actually really smart. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his secret. <laughs> I'm actually super nice. <laughs> mm. uh, oh yeah, all right, Matt. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's look into your podcast subscriptions first. Oh boy. Um, Blue talks to Felicia. <laughs> And uh, Blue's going off on Corey in America, as she has been doing all day long, by the way. Um, and uh, she's telling Felicia about how, like, Corey in America were joking about, um, like, uh, like, oh, wouldn't it be so funny to send Felicia to the jury house uh, with Cameron when that's what Cameron was saying? Please don't do that. 
um, and uh, like all blah, 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 all this stuff. It's the same stuff. She's just complaining endlessly about Corey in America. Um, and then, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This is this is a quote. OK, I'm not. Uh, it, it's it's maybe not word for word, but it, this is this is what she says. She says all these things they're saying about Jag and Matt like girl. I've been playing with them all season. They're not master manipulators. Like, yeah, they lie and cheat. Sure. Everyone in this house does like, yeah, Jag didn't tell me he was HOH for like a day and a half. And like, yeah, like he didn't tell me I was his target or whatever. Uh, he, yeah. And he said he would vote for me, whatever. But like, girl, all these things they're saying aren't true. Being, uh, yeah. The, the position she's in with with America, just allowing her to, you know, throw them under the bus and say that, you know, anything from anybody else is just fair game. Everybody, you know, no, why, why, why would they be these evil type of players that America and Corey are making them out to be? Um, even though everything that you just said describes exactly what America and Corey have been saying. But that's besides the point. It's literally all America has been saying about Jag and Matt is that they're targeting Blue and Blue's like, you liar. All they were doing was targeting me. All they were doing was putting me on the block with the intention of me maybe going home. And they might have wanted that. But like, that doesn't mean that they were coming after me. That's why would you whatever? It's crazy. What the heck? I don't. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) of course. The other big quote from this that's been circulating is that she talks about how uh, next week she would want to target America. Um, she knows she's not going to beat Matt or Jag, but, uh, her moral code is going to prevent her from, uh, not wanting them to get to the final five because they deserve it, you know, because they are big and strong. I don't remember what Felicia said to this. Was she just going, going along Felicia with agreed. it? Uh, but I mean, this is, as uh, Felicia, like Felicia's going to, I, I have more faith that Felicia can turn around on this opinion. Yeah, than Blue. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm hoping Felicia wasn't, you know, isn't actually just going to, I don't think she will. Um, but <laughs> Blue, you scare me. I just like, I just want to like, let's, let's make this clear. When people talk about how people who win comps deserve anything, what they're, what they are saying is, well, they're big and strong. So they deserve it more than the people who aren't big and strong. Like me. Like, Okay. I'm also going to hope that, you know, this is still the JAG HOH week and, you know, these two nominees are talking to each other, uh, you know, in a sense of just like total relief that they're about to come off the block and, you know, they're uh, feeling grateful for the people who put them in this position because they're the ones that are, you know, even though that Blue did want to veto herself and JAG, you know, is using his veto in a way that's going to benefit his game. uh, They're still just feeling so happy and grateful that, you know, they're two bonding in this moment that we're both being set free from eviction possibilities this week. And uh, let's just all be happy and celebrate with these guys that put us in this position um you know the, the next hoh competition is a couple days away and you know there's time for mindsets to continue to ship so yes i mean this is the height of them feeling grateful right or uh still triggering word uh for <laughs> the the situation for the for the change in nominations they're not off the block yet even um and so it's like uh yes i agree there's plenty of time like of course they're both going to be feeling this sense of gratitude uh for the two of them right now you know typically how this works is that like jag holds their life in his hands right now um the second he no longer holds that life in their hands that's when there's space to start being like oh he did kind of put me in that spot though Mm -hmm. like 
now now that I'm not under his control, like, ugh. Um, maybe I don't love what happened, though. Um, so we'll see, especially if you have somebody like Suri in your ear helping reinforce that, especially also if you have Corey in America. And Corey in America's response to going up on the block, I, my, my, my feeling is that America is going to, like, be mad and, uh, and want to, like, go off on somebody, right? Um, that's been how she has wanted to play. She doesn't usually like, I, I feel like she's too meta about it. Like she doesn't actually get super mad. She just wants to like get into a fight because it's fun uh, on TV. Yeah. Um, Corey, I think is going to be very like sad. I think he's going to be like, um, like sad about it, but not wanting to look or feel sad. Um, and, and, Kind of be like, uh, like wanting to be like, oh yeah, you got me. I was gonna do that too, um, but um, then, then probably want to try to like figure out how to stay and stuff like that. So like the the reactions are are interesting to me, but like I, what I think mostly, I think Corey's reaction in particular um, might it could either if he if he like does the sadness. I think that uh, it will uh, deflate a lot of these like anti Corey conversations, right? Um, because it's just like, oh, this is the math. He's just sad that uh, his friend betrayed him. But if he tries to hide the sadness too much and he's too like, ah, I, I am the strategist, you got me, I think that will just reinforce what they're thinking. Um, but either way, like the information that America and Corey give uh, after this happens, I think it will largely like it's. Its impact will largely depend on how they are reacting to this blind side um, and how that lands with other people. Because this will be the second time in a row that somebody gets blindsided at a veto ceremony and has a bunch of information to give on mm -hmm. uh, Jag and Matt. And so, um, you know, it's again for me like, how can Suri use this? Can they unite the women, maybe minus Bowie, against these guys? Uh, that's the big question. Yeah, we may we may see a, see a couple different Corys over the next couple of days uh, until potentially his or, or probably his eviction, uh, unless things change. There was a little bit of talk of America uh, being a target, but it still feels like you know the the likelihood is that Corey would go. Um, I think sadness will certainly be the the first of the Corys that we see. Uh, it's not just you know his game ending, but like he's fallen in love over the past couple of weeks, and you know it's a very clear. Uh, He's going to be sitting next to her. America and Corey are going to be on the block together. Um, hearts are breaking around the world, uh, you know, out here in the, in the Twitterverse and in, uh, in the fandom. But um, especially for the two that it is directly impacting, uh, realizing that they their games are going to be split up, that they're as individuals are going to be split up. Um, they fall in so uh, for you know so much for each other. Uh, they're probably going to naturally you know gravitate towards uh, each other and and just like processing all of this for at least the first couple of hours, if not the first day. Um, I do think that Corey will kind of find his like, you know, find his path or at least what he thinks will be his path after he processes all of it to try to figure out if he has a game plan from here, what his game plan is um, and how to approach the people that he needs, not only for the votes, but also Jag, uh, who directly did this to him and all this kind of stuff. So um, there's going to be a lot. Uh, to watch for um, just yeah just as far as how he's going to handle this because I, I do think it's going to start with the sadness um, and America I feel like may start immediately with the a little bit more defensive way if Corey doesn't pull her back yeah well and I, I think America's response will be better for her uh, because Corey's best pitch is that America's going to like get in with Lou and them 
she has a better relationship with Blue. She's going to team up with them, whereas Corey is going to remain like isolated. But if America goes off on people immediately, then they're going to be like, what do you mean? America's clearly on an island. Um, so, uh, so that could be interesting. Um, Corey is going to be uh, talking to Bowie late into the night. Um, and after she leaves, he says to America, like, thing is, if, if we're getting blindsided, there's no way Bowie knows about it. No way. Uh, and this, this remains like the big blind spot. And this like, Bowie is the one that is tricking Corey. Like, not Matt and Jag, it's Bowie. Bowie's the one that has him snowed. Bowie is the reason he's so comfortable. Bowie is the reason Corey has a complete misread on the entire game. Uh, if Corey has, if, and I talked to this, I talked about, uh, talked to Zach about this, like, Corey losing Bowie was the single thing that just completely ruined his, uh, like, tanked his position. Um, because he is correct. If he had Bowie, then things would be completely different. They would not feel this comfortable taking the shot at him. Bowie would have said no. They like it would have been a whole different thing. Um, but because he doesn't have Bowie, he's lost, and he just completely underestimates her capability yeah. in the game, how she's playing the game. He just, he thinks that just because he has an occasional like hour long conversation with her on some bikes. Uh, that like he's the one that has done the work for Bowie uh, without having to pull her into anything. And the reality is she's a gamer and she wants to game. She wants to be part of a team. And he hasn't done any work to, to make her feel like she's part of a team. He hasn't talked any real strategy with her. He hasn't included her on any decisions. Like the fact that he thinks she's so locked in with him is just sheer arrogance. Uh, and it's truly his downfall. And he just thinks he's still playing with day like 25 Bowie, who maybe was, you know, a lot more uh, in that kind of position where you just come to her and check in every couple of minutes or, or not minutes, every couple of you know days or so um, and give her a little bit. And and that is beneficial to making her feel like she's included. But now we're at the final eight. She is one of eight remaining players about to be one of seven. She has found her people and he just doesn't see it. So um, exactly. That's a hundred percent, you know, uh, his downfall here of just thinking that, you know, he can be so comfortable because Bowie hasn't said anything because he still thinks that he has her, um, you know, to, to uh, see his face when he finds out that uh, how close uh, Jag and Matt and Bowie have gotten over the past couple of days, like that is going to be um, maybe almost a bigger blind side than, than Suri and Jared of it all. Uh, whenever he finds that out, that information, because he's, again, he's just still operating on such old information or old perception of how Bowie is playing in this game. So, um, you know, he's not going to be, and I don't think he's even going to think uh, much of it. Like if he does find out uh, while he's still in the house that Bowie knew about it, um, I mean, the attention is still going to be on everybody else rather than Bowie from him. Well, I, I think that this is a, this is one of the bigger pieces of information he has, which is like, Hey, uh, I thought I had Bowie, but she's with Matt and Jag. Like they are a trio. Clearly, uh, he has that information to drop. Um, and uh, like, you know, the Blue thinks that Bowie is locked in with Corey in America. Uh, so, uh, so like that could that could be a piece of information that that could get Blue's wheels turning. She won't believe it, of course, at first. But Sari might eventually be like saying about Bowie being with them um Suri also has the info that they that they have there is a final four with her and Bowie um so but again Suri doesn't want to be the piece of information that tips the scales 
Because then when Blue explains why she turned on Matt and Jag, she'd have to be like, well, Sari told me that you're in a Final Four. And then Sari loses Matt. And then it's, it's all a whole mess, right? Yeah. So uh, it's, again, it's a very uh, tricky thing to, to get Blue to, to accept this information. But I think this is one of the p- big pieces of information that will be, uh, will be there um, uh, after the ceremony today. Yeah. Um, to finish out this conversation and the day, uh, America continues to say that she's just concerned because they've been talking to Blue and not saying what they're talking to Blue about. Of course, like, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, and she says, you haven't done anything though. Like I'm the one that was talking to blue. Like I, I'd be the one to go up. Right. And he's like, "Eh, that's not really how it works. They're going to target me. Yeah. (laughs) Or both of you. (laughs) Yeah. Depending Uh, on, you know, just crazy twists where two vetoes get uh, thrown into the game then. Yeah. 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 So that's that's basically where we are. Um, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up from yesterday, Matt? Just like, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot more to talk about over the course of the week, especially as they decide exactly which way the vote goes. But I mean, just initially, the, the noms haven't happened yet. It's certainly looking like Corey's the heavy favorite to go. Um, how does it happen that it flips to America going, if at all? I, I think the most likely way that it happens is, you know, I've been talking about how for Matt and Jag, it does kind of make sense to take out America over Corey. Because Corey is more of a problem for Suri, Felicia, Blue. Um, you know, they need Corey out before the end game. They can't let Corey into the end game. Whereas America, they can bring her all the way to the final two. It doesn't matter. Um, so they never need to target America. Now, Blue might still target America, but she really should. Blue would more likely still want to target Corey. Why would Blue take the shot at Matt and Jag when Corey is still in the game? Like, that's mm-hmm. way riskier. America still in the game from their perspective. Um, so it makes more sense for them to keep uh, Corey in, especially because there's not really much of a difference between Corey and America in competition. Uh, they, you know, they perform fairly equally across the entire season. Um, and so uh, they might come to that conclusion, especially because Jag loves setting up these like, oh, Blue's going after Corey still. Corey's going after Blue. Uh, but again, if America and Blue get into a big fight, then that might not even that idea might not even cross his mind. But I think that's the most likely thing that could happen is that Matt and Jag think that way. They get Bowie on board, but they still need one more vote. So they would need to convince Blue to keep Corey uh, in the hopes that then she would still have to deal with him later. Um, and that might be tricky, but they do have so much goodwill and so much power right now that they might have the juice to do it. Uh, it's just that requires a lot of different steps to go correctly in order for it to happen. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. It doesn't feel likely at all that the vote, uh, will end up switching, but the certain, there's certainly uh room for conversation this week that, um, you know, people were like, well, Suri was on the block last week against Cam and Suri is this legend, um, that maybe there was a, a little bit of fear for five seconds that she could potentially have the vote flipped. Uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't realistic because Cam was on the block next to her. Um, but this is a week where I'm like, I could see the room for a flip, uh, just a little bit more. So yeah, I can see, the, I think it's more likely this vote flips than last week's, but that's because last week's was so, yeah. <laughs> so is that yeah so we'll see uh veto ceremony today and uh, a couple more days to go before the end of this uh weird week yes all right well that's what we have for you today of course uh we'll be back later tonight for the Stockwatch roundtable podcast uh make sure you tune in for that at 8 30 p.m eastern 
Um, I will be releasing the survey for that after this podcast ends. If you want to rate these players uh, and the twists and all kinds of other things, there's plenty of feedback to give this week. So make sure you do uh, do that. Uh, you find me on uh, Twitter to find that survey at uh, Armstrong Taren. Um, and uh, I'm posting stuff on Instagram. Um, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, to update you on the fallout from this big blindside. So make sure you tune in for that as well. Um, Matt, what do you got going on? Um, the season's been fun. So, uh, hopefully pop back in, uh, one or two more times before it's over to talk about it. And then, uh, otherwise over on the Dom and Colin podcast with some challenge coverage. So, uh, see the USA uh, season two is about to air its finale this week. Uh, so we're going to wrap that up with, uh, myself and of course, Brian Scally and then, uh, 39 is right around the corner. So, uh, you know, never ending cycle. So challenge content over there on Twitter at Matt Liguori and that's it. All right. And of course, uh, check out the tickets for the live show in L.A. in just a few weeks. Uh, if you are not uh, already looking into that, it should be a very fun time. Uh, lots of fun guests, uh, live podcasts, live viewings of episodes. Uh, if you haven't watched uh, an episode of Big Brother or Survivor with a big crowd, uh, then you're missing out. So uh, check out the tickets for that. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us here today. And I will see all of you next time. 